Warning, the Rain Man Show contains discussions that are 49% geek, 51% dude. Listener discretion is advised. Previously on Rain Man. You're right. This is an interesting one. You're right. How are you just openly admitting? Yeah, we're fucked. (laughs) Yeah, we are. That's why we never win debates. Or wars. Has there been an Asian man yet in Hollywood that's whipped his penis out? Did John Woo ever do it? <laughs> Maybe he did, but no one knew. <laughs> it's not It's not worth writing home about. <laughs> like, how come I never get in trouble? I whip my dick out all the time. Nobody can tell, John Woo. <laughs> Is your you, penis out right now? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, these aren't tan colored khakis. We need an IMAX camera stack. Oh, 72 man. millimeter. <laughs> the largest that penis will ever be. Get a telephoto lens on that thing, please. <laughs> IMAX 3D. Can I hear an amen? Let's go get up. Let's go get up. Light him up. And now, from the Cave of Wonders, live in the presence of God, welcome to the Rain Man Show. Hello? Hello? Your Honor, please! <laughs> Alright, welcome everybody to the Rain Man Show Friday. Very special broadcast. Our schedules are fucked. We have no idea what we're doing today, tomorrow, next week. It's all hands on deck. It is TV season, so we're we're going crazy. Does it feel like it snuck up on us this year? It did. It came out of nowhere. And now we are completely slammed. We don't even have enough hosts to go around anymore. <laughs> we just are hiring people. We don't pay very well. <laughs> yeah. In favors. I pay you guys in sexual favors. <laughs> I get permission, though. First. Nothing, nothing that needs to be hashtag. No. It's all consensual. Hashtag I need to make money. <laughs> That's the most important hashtag there is. Yeah, I was in such a bad mood earlier today. Luckily, we did a Patreon show that kind of boosted my morale, but I hate those Facebook memories. I hate them. Oh, yeah. And I think we mentioned this on a show at some point, but I'm sure Facebook memories have led, it's possibly led to many suicides at some point. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... If you ever want to just feel unfulfilled with your life, just pay attention to those memories. They will always make you feel great. Yeah. Yeah. Remembering that nine years ago, you had a promising future. <laughs> and suddenly you realize you're, you're in the, you live within the shadow of your former self in both achievements and looks. Where has it all gone wrong? Hey, Mike, 10 years ago, you were much better looking. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Facebook. I appreciate that. The for me, the memories just seem to find the most unflattering photos or the worst moments. Like, yeah. hey, this was that image you wanted erased from the internet. You, you want to post about it? No, not really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks, Facebook. I'm gonna go slit my wrist. <laughs> I may or may not survive, depending on the level of my suicide tendencies. Am I just? Is it a call for help? Please help somebody help me get my life back on track, or do I just really want to just end it? 
little column A, little column B. So Facebook, I might be back. Bye for now. <laughs> Something's got to be done about those memories, though. It's annoying. I wish you could turn it. I it's turn not it annoying. It's depressing, Thomas. You're not listening. <laughs> well, I, mine are annoying. Yours are depressing. I can de- <laughs> wait till you're 40. Wait till you're 35, 36. And you saw, uh, you know, a photo. <laughs> hey, nine years ago, Mike, you uh, were producing a film. Thank you, Facebook. I know that. <laughs> You want to post an update about what you're doing today? And now I'm I'm sitting in a stinky a studio, wearing the same sweatpants. Wait, the, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> eating a hot pocket. Facebook isn't a good thing. I don't know why it's not more selective. You would think with all the smart algorithms they have going on with Facebook and their ability to steal people's data without you even knowing it, you would think they would also come out with an algorithm or come up with an algorithm. And that also knows which are good memories and which are bad memories. Hey, 10 years ago, so-and-so broke up with you and you had to raise your, raise your son alone. Thank you, Facebook. I forgot about that. <laughs> they have to be more selective because they choose bad memories. I think it's almost on purpose. One of my friends from a film committed suicide about 12 years ago, and they reminded me as if it was a good memory. You remember, Paul? Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm like, yes, I do remember, Paul. He was, his future was bright. Oh my God. That's fucked up. Yeah. They're going to, something's going to happen soon because you know how we're, we are. I'm going to give ourselves credit here, Thomas. We're usually ahead of it. If you, okay. we know how to gauge the temperature quite well. We know when something's going to happen. We called it with the 2018 movie templates where all movies are the same. Oh yeah. We called that years ago. We usually call things out before it happens. And this is going to be one of them. I'm saying it right now. Facebook is going to come under, under scrutiny for some memory that causes emotional distress. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to sue them. They, thank you for that idea. There you go. Emotional. <laughs> what was the exact verbiage? Emotional distress. Yes. Facebook. I'm suing you. Emotional distress. There you go. You reminded me of when my life was <laughs> thriving. <laughs> <laughs> No, I saw this this photo where we were at a strip club for Men With No Lives, uh-huh. and Maggie was wearing, like, these really low sh- uh, jeans that you can see her puss, almost, <laughs> and she had, like, super cut abs, and I'm like, who's that? Oh, Who's that bitch? <laughs> like, why do I have a memory with her? And I'm like, oh, that's Maggie. Not that Maggie isn't still a trip. Maggie is, no, Maggie is super hot still, believe me. Hold on a second. Tony's mic's not on. Sorry, Tony. That was my bad today for once. <laughs> I admit where I'm wrong. No, Maggie still looks super hot today, but she looked very different because she had a different style. She had red right. hair. She had bangs. She, she pushed her boobs out more like she was trying to tease me and taunt <laughs> me. Say, Michael, look what I have for you. Now it's like, hey, Michael, you've seen it for 10 years. And I'm tired of your stinking dick. <laughs> 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 oh man <laughs> that got real real for a that second that did get there. real <laughs> repressed memories holy shit <laughs> repressed that happened like two nights ago I know that still lingers <laughs> this is why I'm gonna sue Facebook for mental class action psychological and emotional class stress. action lawsuit All I'm sure it. you can get people in on that how many more big words can we throw in there uh, go ahead help me out lawyer Thomas if you felt emasculated, okay, I don't know. that's emotional that's a good stress, one. right? Yeah, mm-hmm. fat shamed because you showed me a photo where I was twenty pounds lighter. 
Ah, uh, man, I, I, I don't know. I'm still laughing about that last bit. So yeah. I, I, I'll get back to you with a lawyer dictionary. No, but it just it's just a different lifestyle. Like, you know, when you get married, Maggie and I are like the best of friends. We have a great time, but nothing beats the opening years. You know, when you're out partying still, you're having a good time, you're drinking. Now you're content just sitting down, sipping some wine and watching, you know, reruns of Friends on a mm-hmm. Friday night. That sounds like a good time for you now. Yeah. Now that's fun. But then I look back at those photos. I'm like, man, we were hot. We were awesome. I think Avi's uh, flicking the bean. I think she. She's <laughs> all Thomas. Quit. Keep talking. All, all I heard was this. Yeah, that's what I heard too. I didn't know my mic was on. <laughs> What are you doing over there? Rubbing one out, Amy? <laughs> no. That was not a convincing Maybe. no. No. Oh, all right. So, Thomas, during your pre-show, you had mentioned something that I thought was pretty comical. You mentioned that you had to sit at work today mm-hmm. and listen to someone drone <laughs> on on stage about their depressing life you're at a work function and this guy goes into details about all the hurdles he had to overcome and you questioned whether you posed the question whether or not you're a piece of shit right and listen you're 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 with like minds here because tony and i went to a screening yesterday two nights ago Mm -hmm. and they started the screening in a very similar way I, oh, I'm God. going there to watch a movie and have a good time. It's called escapism, uh-huh. right? I want to enjoy myself a film, get fat with some popcorn, so Facebook can remind me later when I was thinner. <laughs> and this woman starts the film club at Alamo Draft House, where they have special movie nights. And she hypes the movie and then starts talking about a film club member that has passed, that has died. And okay. in the middle of her talking about which is fine. If you want to re- re- remember someone who was yeah. part of the group, okay. She goes on for about three minutes too long. She should have said a 30-second bit. No, we're all going to miss Moira. Moira was great. She was always here at the uh, film festival nights. Would have loved to have been here tonight. She would have that she did say that. She would have loved to have been here tonight and then leave it at that. No, she goes on for three or four minutes and she's crying now. And it's uncomfortable. It gets to that point where you can't even make eye contact with her anymore. And I look oh. at Tony, and he is smiling at his knees. Oh, God. You were, Tony. <laughs> I looked over at Tony, and he's looking down, smiling. And I just had to look the other way, because I'm that guy in high school and all functions where you can't la- laugh. Like, I'm that guy that would laugh at a funeral. Not because I think death is funny, but because I know I shouldn't laugh. So then I can't stop laughing, and then I get a case of the giggles. I was so just I ha- smiling, <laughs> thinking about the good life, you know, just like I... You know, like, uh, yes, yes, very special woman, this very special woman. We will miss her. It was, uh, oh, Jesus. Yeah. So when you told that story, I was like, Tony has no room for judging. You. Okay. Because he was smiling. I, we couldn't, him and I couldn't make eye contact. I looked at him for a second. If you started, and I laughing. just stopped because I looked the other way. I had to look at Maggie, who's obviously a decent human because she was staring at the woman listening. I was decent. <laughs> No, you were not laughing out loud doesn't make you decent. I wish we had a camera right now, Tony. He is like, you can't even see his eyes. He's, He's so Asian not right to laugh now. Right now. He's laughing so hard. I was. <laughs> you know you were uncomfortable too, right? Hashtag me too. <laughs> yeah. I, 
I, people need to find some uh, emotional stability here. You can't just start crying in public. You know, I'm yeah. not. I'm not saying. No, you know what I do? There's been moments in my life where I'm talking to people and I might get uh, like around family, and you know what I do? I stop. I compose stop. Yourself. I compose myself, and I realize that nobody in this room wants to feel uncomfortable watching you cry right now. Right. Yeah. Unless you hate them, <laughs> and you want to make them feel bad. Unless that's the goal entirely. Yeah, Tony, that's the goal. <laughs> that I that it's acceptable. Jesus. All right. Well, at least I feel better a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Don't feel because you're on the same level as Tony. <laughs> Mike's on that level too. I think Tony's no, apparently worse. I than was us. trying not to laugh. Tony was smiling. He was letting See? his freak flag fly. He was. He was. <laughs> he was smiling. I was being very cordial and respectful. And By I like smiling at the ground while a woman is talking about a dead to celebrate friend. Life. <laughs> I don't think that's what you were, we're there for. Celebrating life, gentlemen. <laughs> What's wrong with Tony? Uh, hey, while we were away, Tony, did you want to make sure you got your uh, the HIV all well, clear, all cleared up? No, remember I I forgot to get a cough button. And oh, yeah. the other day, my it, dad has my dad's actually suffering. What is wrong with you guys? Like seriously, is it a Filipino disease that we need to like be warned about? <laughs> it's Does jungle he, fever. Because the same th- <laughs> <laughs> the same thing happens on. Back to Tank. I had to stop the show the other night, or the other day. Nobody realizes it because I'm that good. And I had to tell David, I turned the mic off, played some music really fast for a split second. I'm like, David, you are sniffing in the microphone every 30 seconds. You're... I'm like, are you starting a lawnmower or fucking whacking? He's what being are you emotional. Doing? It's emotion. It's and, cocaine. And then he coughs, too, just like Tony does. And the only people... Well, you cough too, but yours is more sporadic. Theirs is in- incessant. <laughs> they cough and they sniff constantly. Tony does not as bad as my dad. Oh, my God. If so it was my dad was here. Is your dad on Is air? this some type of Chinese bird flu that we need to worry about? <laughs> I'm being serious. Tony, please. Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> it's normal. It's normal. It's a uh, black lung disease. I don't know. Like uh, that, that smoke from Hong Kong is getting to us <laughs> in the Philippines. It's damn, finally damn freaking Chinese and their pollution. <laughs> oh, speaking of cough. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <Yeah. laughs> this is what it's like doing a show with David and Tony right here. <clears throat> I thought, I thought my dad all of a sudden came in. Hold on. We're broadcasting right now. <laughs> This is the pod, the Saval podcast. This is what I'm going to do a test, a test podcast. See if it does well. This, this is it. Oh wait, it's, it's doing very well. Right. Apparently, everyone likes that all idea. Right. It's all the Asians. Yeah, this is this is the podcast right here. This is it. everyone quiet. <coughs> That's that was David was doing that during the show. It's called emphysema. And on and during the on-demand version, I had to go back and cut down. So that's a lot of work. I don't have time to do that. I don't want people hearing sniffing while I'm talking about the latest Star Wars update news. And here, David. David, what do you think? Oh, that's what he does. Oh, Jesus. He 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 stopped. He actually said he noticed it. I actually told okay. David's really good. Tony's not receptive. Yeah. Tony makes a joke, shuts you down. Yeah. David says, oh, you know what? I've noticed that as well when I listen to the show, and I've been meaning to stop doing that. No, but me, I'm a train. 
I just go through. I run over men, women, and children. Oh, my God. No stopping. With the, some weird strain of the Filipino yeah. flu. Uh, because we want to make sure we uh, do the job right. What job? Tony, what job? <laughs> Infecting we're the running, population. We're running the over train people. <laughs> we're running over people as a train. We want to make sure that they don't get up. That's the job, murder? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so one of those podcasts that we were talking about on the Patreon show that may come out, you know, people have to listen to the Patreon show and know what we're talking about. This is going to be it. <laughs> That'll be the entire podcast. Just 45 minutes of 40, that. Yeah. Uh, tuberculosis. <laughs> Still better than Tom, than Tony's uh, comic book chaos from yeah. back in the day. Yeah, I I would agree. I would absolutely agree. All right. So c- reporter confronts looters at a family dollar store. <laughs> Wait. It's on Greenfield Street. You can see here you, people you, coming you, out with items real? left and right. Oh, no, I, I, I love the, the sound. Family dollar. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Jesus Christ, Tony. can see inside just a complete mess people taking duffel bags and trash bags now noticing that we're here running away from the camera you can see people inside here people with uh okay so this woman she needs a a race this is the type of crackerjack reporting we need Mm -hmm. she is out in the aftermath of a storm this is how you work. You know how you had that guy pretending to be blown away yeah, by a storm yeah. a couple weeks ago? <laughs> that was so stupid. That's not how you work, dude. You're not an actor. It doesn't look good. This is how you work. She's out there in the aftermath, and she's at a Dollar General store tracking down looters as they're running out of a dollar store. It is the best video I've seen in weeks. Yeah. It is so comical. These people have shirts over their heads, hoodies, because she just walk, she walks in. Yeah, no she doesn't shit. walk in completely because I don't think she wants to be accused. I think that might be illegal that she's walking into a, a facility being looted that's closed. Right. So she walks to the edge, looks in, pushes the camera in, and her mic. She's brilliant. She deserves a raise. Coming out with bags of items. I'm surprised she didn't get shot. You can see these people across the street in masks. This is an ongoing Damn. situation. Looks like the police are here now. People wearing Halloween masks, looting the family dollar <laughs> what here kind of on person Greenfield robs Street. the dollar store to begin with? It's well, a, it's a buck, bro. Yeah, it's a dollar. Damn, that you don't see this anymore. Looks like people are coming out of the back edge. Now she's back running to the right back now. of the store so she can catch people on camera. What state was this again? And you know what? I read a follow-up article, Thomas, and she actually this whole thing actually led to multiple arrests. Because no they, they were That's able to identify these people. And I'm like, good. These people are shitheads. Anybody that loots, it, it goes back to that. It, it just, I've never, I never get offended or f- I watch the news sometimes and I get bothered by things that happen. Obviously, I'm a human being. I'm not Tony looking down at my knees laughing when I see bad news. <laughs> right. I'm. <laughs> Tony's so proud of himself. I am. Um, I'm a human being. I care. But the thing that really bothered me was when, remember when the whole water dams broke in Louisiana? Yeah. Remember New Orleans, I should say. Okay. Remember when that happened, that whole fiasco and, you know, Bill or George Bush doesn't like black people. Kanye said that because they couldn't, you know, foresee the future and (laughs) and know that this storm was going to happen. Regardless, forgetting the politics for a moment, what bothered me to my core, like really bothered me is that, People are drowning. People have nowhere to go. It was a catastrophe. 
complete anarchy. And people are taking pot shots at cops on roofs of their homes, taking shots at helicopters. Uh, they're raping women in the streets, in the fucking water. Mm. Then they're put into the, the dome, the uh, football stadium, to, so that they can have water and have access to shelter. And then the rape continues in there. Mm-hmm. We are not as civilized no. as we like to pretend. We are no Fuck different no. than Rwanda or any other part of Africa. We're the same. The only thing that per, that differentiates us is the laws of this land and how there are consequences for the most part for things that we do. Mm-hmm. But the moment law ceases to exist and anarchy sets in people's true colors, we're not good people. And when I say we're, I'm not saying me necessarily or you right. just generalizing the human, human the humanity, human, humanity. We're not good. No. We're not good as a bulk. We like to pretend we, we put on little pink fuzzy hats and go protest and and uh, pretend we care about one another. But when it really comes down to it, you're going to loot a fucking dollar store. How much money do you think this guy actually owns? Yeah. This is a guy trying to make a buck. Literally. <laughs> for purchase. <laughs> you're and right. You're, and you're looting him. Like you're looting his. Like if you were taking water, I might understand that. I might even condone it or if you because were he would probably give water to them. Most a lot of these facilities will open up and give out free water. So he probably would have given them water. I just this is what really gets me down. These types of things more than anything, more than Donald Trump's bullshit. That's the that's the thing that gets me down. Things like this because you see the true colors of society. Well, and especially because it's not even like Katrina when the whole city was underwater. This is people are driving right off to the side like this isn't. As terrible a situation as that was, there's not the same reason and motivation to do so other than you can, and that's why they did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, dude, people are animals. We just don't ever, you're right, because the laws, we don't admit it to ourselves. Yeah. All right. So today, we're going to play a game, uh, a Halloween themed game later tonight. It might be fun. We're going to tell a few stories, much like Staff Secrets, but it's going to be like a hybrid version, and it's going to be penis horror stories. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to do this every week for the rest of October that we do a show. And we're going to have a... <laughs> yes. And then we're going to do, uh, at the end of the stories... Hold on, that's way too loud music. Jesus. Who's controlling the board? <laughs> So we're going to tell stories. I'm going to read off. I'm going to read the stories. There'll be four stories for one person. And the audience, if they want to call in, 818-394-0279. I'm only going to take one call. Also, AV's already here, so she's an automatic shoe-in for, for taking a chance here and winning. And we're going to see if people can figure out which story is the real story. And which stories are fake. And you it's one out of four. So the chances are good. And if you end up guessing, I will give out a free annual membership for the new DC Universe app. Oh, wow. Yeah. So if you know your Raid Man show host penis (laughs) is, then you might want to call in 818-394-0279. Not yet. I will say when it'll be after our first break before news. And if it goes too long, we may even just bypass news because Andrew isn't here anyways. 
So Halloween horror stories. About penis. About penises. <laughs> penis edition. The penis edition. Yes. Thank you. Now, Andrew is not here today, as I mentioned. Um, he's allegedly working. I think that's what he said. He says he's working tonight, so he can't do the show on Friday. He which could I, be. He could be. I don't really make big deals about things when I change the schedule around, you know, for mm-hmm. Friday. If he did this to me on a Tuesday, I might give him some shit. And I was positive about it. I was okay with him saying, hey, I can't come in tonight because it's an off night. Right. But then I see him on Facebook saying that he's going to go protest Trump because he's in town today, tonight, <laughs> and he's going to be speaking in Mesa and that in the Phoenix mm-hmm. metropolitan area, if people don't know the geography, layout. the layout of the, of the city, of the valley here. So Trump's in town tonight and he, he asks on Facebook, Andrew, does anybody know where I can get in on a protest? I'm paraphrasing, but that's the general, <laughs> the gist of it. And I'm like, a protest for what? I, I didn't ask, but then I see his friends popping up throughout the day and they ask who he says the orange something alluding to it being Trump. And suddenly I'm getting frustrated and annoyed more so than how the Facebook memories make me feel. <laughs> <laughs> that's just more suicidal. I'm like, so you can't show up cause you have work and you're going to protest Trump. So I'm not quite sure where he's at. Cause if he was, maybe he's getting paid to protest. Maybe, maybe they need some, tw- some tweets in the back. <laughs> like we talked about on the Patreon show. There you go. I mean, the, the kid is a, is a, is a elusive to me conundrum. anyways. Like he's an enigma to me. I, he, he seems, he doesn't even seem like the kind of guy that would go to a Trump protest or would protest Trump. I feel like he is because people he knows would. Yeah. I want to ask him exactly what he's protesting. What has Trump done to him? That I want to understand his right. politics because he does not seem like the type of guy. If you talk to him on the show, does it, AV, you're an avid listener. Do you get the vibe that Andrew's a type of guy that's going to get on the streets and protest Donald Trump? No, I think he's full of shit. I don't. When you said that's. What he said on Facebook, I was like, he's just trying to make himself look good to his Facebook. Friend. That's what I thought as well, because we kind of know the real Andrew. He says as a character, but he acts the same way off the mic when he's in here with us. When he's one of the guys, he does not act like that. And I'm not saying I'm pro Trump, but I'm saying I, I don't, I'm not going to waste my time protesting a guy who's done nothing to me or anyone that I know. He hasn't officially done anything that has bothered any of my loved ones or me. So I'm not, I'm not, my passion isn't there to protest him. Now, if he decides to deport me and my family, then you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to go down swinging. He might be a little peeved <laughs> yeah. at that point. I, it, but Andrew is, 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 this is what I, this is, this is what Trump has become though. Tr- Andrew is not the type of person that would protest Trump, nor does he care. He brazenly drops the C word <laughs> that rhymes with punt. <laughs> but this is what i'm talking about it's trendy it's hip to go protest it's hey i'm gonna go protest what are you gonna do it used to be the coffee shop it used to be for the hipsters hey right. i'm gonna go play some vinyl and uh drink oh. some coffee maybe play uh dominoes and write my book slash screenplay yeah and i'm gonna go get some writing done all at the same fucking time because i'm that cool <laughs> meanwhile he's smoking a cigarette you know, that's what they do. Right. And with the little buns on the head. Right. 
with that cigarette holder, that French thing? Yeah, it's a thing now. It's just a, it's a trend. It's a, it's a night out. That's what it's turned into. And it's all part of that irrational fear slash hatred for Trump. And that irrational fear slash hatred is more terrifying to me than Trump himself. Because the things that are happening in the name of protest. Right. It's changing so many things. And people may say, well, be on the right side of history, Michael. Be on the right side of history. I'm like, who's to say you're on the right side of history? What if you're in the middle of creating a civil war that we can't rewind, start over? What if you put put something in action because of these protests? Because let's let's just say it is what it, it is. A spade is a spade, right? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Let's just use that racist thing there. <laughs> Go ahead. And um, Tony, you have permission. <laughs> from Tony. I have given you the racist approval. Yes, <laughs> I bestow. Uh, yes, you you may you may go ahead and do that. <laughs> Where was I going? What was I talking Calling about? Spade to spade. Yeah. Yes, Tony, don't say yeah. You threw me off. <laughs> <laughs> you know, let's get back onto the racist track. Right. I'll be bringing you guys all back in. I, I just feel like um, you. We're already in the middle of a soft civil war. Right. It's almost like a cold war, civil war. Things are already happening. Everyone's very divisive. People are saying not my president and they truly believe Trump is not their president. They probably view him just like uh, who was the president of the Confederate States. I forgot Uh, his name. Davis, I think. Yeah, Jefferson Davis. They they probably view him a lot like that. He's a traitor because of the whole Russia thing. He's a piece of shit. He hates people. He's horrible for America, yada, yada, yada. Um. And you already see it happening. And it's just, and I feel like that's more threatening to this country. You can be, you can dislike someone's politics. Absolutely. And you can vote them out the moment you have a chance. Please do use your voting power to vote those assholes out of office. People that you don't like, people that aren't part of your chosen, you know, political perspective. That's the beautiful thing about this democratic republic that we're in. We elect the people that we want in office that then makes decisions for us. So use your voting power, but creating this, this civil unrest in society mm-hmm. is what's dangerous, in my opinion. And we'll have longer. It, Go ahead. I think it comes down to for so long these, and I'm going to sound old, but these kids have heard, you know, somebody needs to do something. Somebody needs to do something. And so unfortunately they feel like protesting, protesting mm-hmm. is doing something. Which really what they need to be doing is getting involved with their local politics if they really right. want to see change. Exactly. But, but unfortunately, they, they think they go out and they stand around for a few hours and yell things and hold signs and yeah, we'll look know, at, uh, whatever. And they've accomplished something. Occupy Wall Street. That was what? Camping? for? Uh, I hate the 1% and I'm tweeting about it on a 1%ers uh, platform and on a 1%ers uh, cell phone that I bought and I really love it. It just yeah, see, and I'm not saying that protesting doesn't accomplish anything because obviously we can point to examples of it actually working. Absolutely. But yeah. I think the protest mindset of the entire country and almost an entire generation is not going to accomplish what they want. Yeah. Protesting in this day and age only does so much. Marching for support and awareness is one thing, but actual protesting is is silly unless you're individuals that have been disenfranchised and we've got so many laws this is why i think it's silly unless you are being targeted and saying you have no voice which 
let's be honest, that doesn't happen. No. This is this hasn't happened since the 60s. Is there racism and prejudice that's innervated itself within our pol- political system? Yes, it's there. And guess what? It will always be there. You can never convince people to like each other. It's yeah. never going to happen. So protesting in this day and age for disenfranchisement doesn't really exist. Yes, there's issues with the polling system that people say is being done purposely, uh, that Mexicans are being uh, automatically unregistered as voters, which for some reason that never happens with the 35 members of my family that I know vote. (laughs) And we're all Mexican with Mexican last names. So I don't know where this is all coming from. But we got we've got so many laws set in place. I like to look at the positive and this is what I'm trying to do. People are always spelling doom and gloom with our political system, but we've got so many laws set in place to protect these individuals. And if the laws aren't working in your favor or your representatives that you've elected are not doing their job, use your power in the voting booth. That's where the change will happen. Vote the losers out of office, as I said a moment ago, and put people you want in power. You have that power, and it's honestly, it is the greatest power that you can wield in this country. And you see these these silly Twitter users with the word activists listed in their bios. And I just laugh. Yeah. What laws have you overturned, activists? What laws have you enacted? None. That used to be a Martin Luther. You're not an activist just because you bitch on social media. That's not being an activist. That's being a fucking bitch. You're just (laughs) whining. You're being a baby. You're just annoying. Go get in the streets. Pound pavement. Change some laws. Get some laws set. Change them. That's what's going to change. And you can do it. I could right now. Start lobbying for change of some law. If I wanted anal sex to finally be legal in Arizona, because it's not. For some weird reason, I looked it up. (laughs) (laughs) For a friend. Technically, I can get arrested on our our freaky, freaky nights. Facebook memories reminded me of those days. Oh, okay. See, it goes full circle. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so... If you wanted to do that. If you wanted to do that and not run the risk of some asshole cops like, hey, I know you're having anal sex right now, sir. Come on outside. And I'm going to arrest you. Only missionaries legal here in the great state of Arizona. So what I would do, I would, I would go out and I would start talking to my senators and my congressmen and my mayors, the governors. Those are the people you talk to and you start writing down ways that you can enact a new policy. It takes work and it's fucking hard. Exactly. But it plans. can be done. That's what I would like to see happen more. If someone were to p- talk about that on Facebook, hey guys, we're going to be ri- helping uh, our local senator uh, write a new law that's going to help this these groups of individuals. Yeah. We have given them a list of things that we think should change. Uh, and the senator is going to work with us because we voted this guy in. He's going to represent us now as his con- constituents because we got him in office. So now he's working with us to write the laws that we want. Whether you're left or right leaning or in the center, it doesn't matter. It all applies to you in this in this beautiful country we live in. Despite the many flaws, the way it was written works. Yeah. If we just go back to that, a lot of these problems will go away. The hatred for Trump is irrational. You know why? Because in easy in six years, Max, he's out. He's gone. Yep. In six years, he's gone and we'll probably have a Democrat in because that's what happens. It's the balance. There's always one than the other. Mm hmm. Yeah. If you want to work. Yeah, it's too much. I could just make noise and scream and tweet. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if you want to bitch about something, bitch about Stormy Daniels revealing what Trump's dick looks like. (laughs) Because now that's been blazed into my memory. No one wants to know that shit. 
No way. But, I was pissed about all the talk about Stormy Daniels until she we found out that she lost her case and now has to pay him back. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's amazing. That's a good story. See, that's a story with a happy ending. And I, we already knew what. Let's not pretend we didn't know what Trump's dick looked like. Dicks usually match the face of the person. They usually match. If you have attractive features, you probably have an okay looking dick. Even if it's three inches, <laughs> your dick's probably okay looking. Complexion's probably fine. There's no weird discoloration. <laughs> That's my taste. I like no discoloration in my dicks. Seriously, I, I turn off porn if a dude has a discolored dick. It's got, it's got a match. What kind of porn are you watching? The dick's got a match. Oh, come on, Thomas. You're telling me you've never seen porn. No, I know what you're talking oh, about. Yeah, yeah. I'm just laughing because I never thought of it like that. Doesn't a discolored dick bother you a little bit? Don't they it screen, don't yeah. they screen yeah. those guys? <laughs> like he's, he's not diseased necessarily, but I get what Mike's saying, and I never thought of it like, like that. Like you'll have a white guy with like a really dark penis. I'm like, why, bro? What'd you do? Are you watching like Michael Jackson porn? Like what no. the hell? Just, maybe maybe she sucked it so hard the skin came off or something. I don't <laughs> oh my god, is that gonna be the Halloween dick <gasps> horror stories? Oh oh my god, that was the worst image I could have thought of. Why, Tony? Um, He's <laughs> laughing up a storm. Avi, <laughs> Avi, really fast. <laughs> what you um? Now I'm gonna pr- try to phrase this question in a way that it doesn't give up too many details. Now, you had sexual relations before your husband, right? Correct. Of course you did. <laughs> Shut up. What does that mean? <laughs> okay. So have you in, in your travels, in your sexual adventures, but prior to your husband, just in case he's listening, we're not talking about him. It, was there a gentleman that had a discolored penis that you were with? No. Did you ever? No, never. You never. So all. So the the uh, skin matched the the rest of his body. Yeah. Okay. All right. So maybe that's not a common thing. Maybe I just watched too much porn <laughs> and I just see, you know, it's a ratio. It's a ratio where if you see 20 dicks, chances are in one, one's going to be discolored. It bothers me. Discolored penis. That's that. Now that's a thing we need to change. I didn't you know, know that was a thing and now it bothers me. It's a, it's a thing. You're going to protest it? I'm going to protest it. And My uh, porn should be unicolored dicks. I'm going to get a little sign. In fact, you know what? I'm going to make a sign. I'm going to put it on video next week. I'm just going to have it in my studio. <laughs> Vote no on discolored dicks and porn. The new proposition. <laughs> I'm not talking about, for anybody just listening, I'm not talking about actual, like, black dudes or Mexican dudes. That Their skin matches. You're talking a two-tone. White guy has matching penises as well sometimes. But then every once in a while you get that white guy that has some weird colored dick. I'm like, are, is part of you black? I would believe Wait, that if you, you have like four inches that more. I had only slept with white guys? No, no, no. No, he's just making a clarifying no, no, no. statement. No, 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 no. I'm just saying in general. I'm generalizing. I would look at her trying to say, Mm-mm, I like black men too. <laughs> Shut up, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Any of those holy guys out there listening? I like all of them. I like see, one. It's better than Raina. Just wait till the uh, Patreon show. Raina. <laughs> I don't even know if I should even say it. Oh, oh no, that's, that's you know what? I'm gonna say it. Patreon <laughs> show. It's the it's the most. I, I think it's the worst thing we've ever. It's, it's worse probably. Than it. Yeah, it's probably. probably and she's gonna she, get away with it because she's a woman and she, she can say stuff like that. She she messaged me when you guys were done and she was like, "Okay, it's your turn." Because now we're we've been having a joke about. Two-time or double-teaming you guys today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, all she'd say was, it was a really good show. And I was like, oh, man, this is going to be great. I can't That's wait for the Patreon. That's not wrong. 
It's also borderline illegal. <laughs> oh, jeez. Hey, the Rain Man Show will be right back. Free stuff is awesome, but free stuff that will spice up your bedroom is even better. Just go to adamandeve.com and select almost any one item for 50% off, and then we'll load on the free stuff. Just enter this very exclusive code, DEAL30, at checkout, and you'll get 10 tantalizing free gifts, including a sexy item for him, a special toy for her. Ooh. And a third item you'll both enjoy. And for your viewing pleasure, six free spicy movies on DVD. Plus, free shipping. Always sent in discreet packaging. So go to adamandeve.com now. Get 50% off plus 10 free gifts when you enter the exclusive offer code DEAL30. Again, that's DEAL30. Because without it, no free stuff. That's deal30 at adamandeve.com. This is Star Wars from the Butter Tank Exclusive. Uh, number 13, Johnson had a good reason for Ray's parents being nobodies, too. I, I still, I still don't agree. I don't agree, I don't with, agree that, with that. And I don't think that's what's going to happen, dude. I we, mean, it would destroy. The Force Awakens and destroy the trilogy if you make her an absolute nobody after you've already drawn a connection to Anakin's lightsaber and heard voices talking to her that are directly connected to Skywalker. Uh, maybe I don't want to go through these. <laughs> well, no, it's, okay, it's number not being negative. It's not being negative. But it is because it's going to make me negative. Johnson came up with a visual for Ray's vision before he knew what it meant. That's like writing a book without knowing what your story is. You're a fucking idiot, Ryan Johnson. I'm sorry. You're a fucking idiot. The mirror cave is another thing that I didn't even know what it meant when I first had the visual idea. And then as I developed the story, I realized, oh, this is his place and all of this and what it means to Ray. But does it mean anything to Ray since you think her parentage means nothing so a meaningless scene that meant nothing means nothing because she's a nothing you're an idiot ryan johnson i'm getting i don't want to do this anymore (laughs) i'm ending it okay i'm ending i'm ending it (laughs) get more star wars discussions every month with the back to tank patreon exclusive shows from star wars comics and book reviews to speculative discussions and breakdowns all when you pledge to our Patreon page. What? Go to patreon.com slash Digital for more details. As you wish. Oh, yeah! I love the cocaine. You're listening to The Rain Man Show with Michael Flores. And we're back. You can find us on uh, TuneIn. Search RM Channel 001 if you missed part of this broadcast. Also, iTunes Stitcher. Listen to us live. That's what we want, right? That's what we prefer. And you get those live numbers up. <laughs> we do fantastic on demand, but live, I feel like it's a little rough just because we don't, we're not consistently on Tuesdays. Right. If we were Monday through Thursday every day at 7, our live audience would, would build very fast. Well, if we get Patreon up, if we get some 
things to break for us, then we can make that more of a regular, consistent thing, right? Yeah, and we have the Halloween game show starting up here in a moment. 818-394-0279. Write the number down. Don't call yet. 818-394-0279. We will be playing the Halloween-themed game. (laughs) Halloween penis horror stories. The truly frightening stuff. Yeah. So we're going to get into that in a second. But first, let's talk a little bit about Halloween, Thomas, and how something needs to be done about movies. Uh, Uh-oh. The now, new one. Hold on a second. Good takeover. Yeah, the new one. Uh, when you and Brian went and saw that, he called. He sent me a text message that night. Just one angry word. Well, two, I guess. Yeah. But kind of gave me an insight as to what I would, could expect when I listened to the review. You know, and some... A part of me should say, well, there may be people out there saying, well, it's Halloween, Michael. What do you expect? Schindler's List? No, I expected a fucking slasher film because that's what Halloween is. It's a slasher film. And I have just been so disappointed in movies lately. And Halloween has just been thrown right on top of that. That, that pile. funeral pile. For the last couple of years, we've got this trend that's forming where they mask a terrible script with laughs. That's the new yep. that's the new fix. Back in the 80s and 90s during the tentpole era, the golden age of the tentpole era with movies like Jurassic Park and um I can't think of any other movies now. Saving Private Ryan, Save, Saving List. Private Ryan, all those movies all I would even say the 1999's Phantom Menace, all these big movies, the Spielberg era, the Scorsese era. Uh you had Movies that were, yes, tentpole movies. They were popcorn flicks, but they had a story. Right. You can walk away saying, okay, I, I didn't just watch nonsense for the last garbage for the last 35, 40 minutes or 90 minutes. Unless you're watching Jurassic Park 3, that was for some reason 70 minutes. Ne- never made any sense. That should have told <laughs> me right there that I knew that there was a trend right over the horizon. <laughs> But we're just a few short years away from directors placing laugh tracks within movies at this point. Because Halloween was, they essentially Thor Ragnarok'd it. It, They gave you a bunch of, uh, like, laughs and no real story at all. And yes, it's a slasher film, but it wasn't even a good slasher film. It wasn't even a good written horror movie. In my opinion, it's not even a horror movie. Horror is supposed to do what? What's the word there, Thomas? Horror horrify you it should horrify you it should fill you with dread that's why the genre is called horror and there is no moment in that movie where i feel dread where i feel like i might be getting frightened there was no uneasiness there was just some gory scenes and gory doesn't equate to scary it doesn't equate to something being horrific or or that uh, it's not an element that necessarily fills you fills you with dread so the gore was more exploitive no, I would like that. I would actually would have been okay with that because that would have been fitting into a genre called exploitation films. Mm. But this didn't even want to do that. This movie, and I did a whole entire review on it, and uh, if people want it's to listen good. to it, you yeah. can find it on Critique Revolve. You you listened to it, Thomas? I did, yeah, on the way over here. Uh, you liked it? Yeah. Okay, good. That's yeah, exactly I mean, what I, I was trying to be fair without being too toxic. I got a little angry at the end where I started blowing That's up. That's my favorite part. <laughs> of course. Everybody <laughs> likes when I get angry. You were just filled with a lot of frustration. I, I was very frustrated because I am a John Carpenter fanboy. I'm not a Halloween fanboy. I like the first one. I think the first one's a classic. Yeah. And it's... To this day, I've watched it probably 30 times in my life. And I can put it on right now, 
And at those moments where you're supposed to feel uneasy and and full of dread, guess what happens? It still happens because it's a well-written slasher film. It's a good horror movie. It's a good horror movie. This movie here felt like they were so focused, focused on keeping the ADD audience involved by giving them laughs that demon makes sense. It's it's I've and just just in case you didn't know this, mm-hmm. what you did because you listened to my review, yeah. Danny McBride wrote this. Yeah, that should have told you something. And I actually really, really like Danny McBride. I think he was a genius in uh, for what he does, especially in his latest TV series, um, Vice Principles. Vice Principles, yeah. Vice Principles is fucking stellar. Like it's really good. And Eastbound and Down on HBO is great, but he's a comedic writer, and I and I understand what Blumhouse was trying to do. Blumhouse was trying to capture lightning in the bottle again because they scored in a really big way with Jordan Peele with Get Out. He's yeah. a com- he's a comic. He's a guy that writes comedies. That's where he that's how he came up in the business. And he wrote a horror. But the thing, the difference is, is that obviously this guy gets horror films as well as comedy. Yeah. Whereas Danny McBride probably just gets humor. He doesn't understand how to write a horror. It's very different. And the director was his director. It was one of his guys. It was the guy that directs all his episodes of TV, including his movies. So it's just two buddies doing something that they thought they could. Oh, it can't be that hard. The problem is, you know, like despite, you know, your review and it was really good by the end of this weekend. Halloween's going to make money. Oh, absolutely. And, oh, no. And Blumhouse is going to be happy. Oh, yeah. And I said that in the review. I said, I, I, I think I said it from the very, at the very beginning. This movie was not good, but it will score high marks with critics and it will score high marks with general mainstream audiences because it's literally them ticking off boxes and of, of what's to be expected in 2018 mm-hmm. for movies. Oh, you like laughs? You like um, nonsensical silliness and uh you don't really care about story you just want to laugh and feel good yeah if you want to laugh and feel good go watch a goddamn comedy well there's no marvel movies coming out yeah (laughs) fuck don't get yeah (laughs) affinity war saved it for me it did i will 100 percent back that because marvel was very dangerously coming close to becoming the the funny superhero movies because thor ragnarok even though people loved it and Guardians if you too. really look at the movie nothing fucking happened in two hours but the last marvel movie ant-man and the wasp pretty much you could that was i did see and i didn't really care I for that movie that i did i love the first the one movie the that's... first one i felt was a really solid entry into marvel's universe and a mm-hmm. good start on a new hero but then the next one Nothing happened. There were some cute, charming moments between um, Paul Rudd's character and Evangelion. Is that her name? Lily, whatever her name is. I forget her name. Uh, The lady from uh, Lost. I really like her quite a bit. I think she's very good. But But these movies are far. far, They're following a formula. The entire movie was carried by them and people should say, well, yeah, actors should do that and they should, but they should also have a a script. Mm -hmm. If they weren't in those roles, you have no movie. You have no movie. Casting is key in this movie. Maybe that was the point. Maybe they said, listen, you know what? There's no way we're going to be able to raise the stakes after Avengers. So let's just have fun with this. And that's probably what they did. But that's also part of the trend of what we see Marvel doing now. But it's now becoming the formula that everyone's doing. 
Yeah. Guardians 2, Thor Ragnarok. Halloween. And, and Halloween is is a mess, dude. And yeah. and just because a dude killed some people in a movie doesn't make it a horror film. That it's too it, bad. Because, if that's the case, then Arnold Schwarzenegger is the biggest horror villain <laughs> of all time. No, it's too bad. And I'll, you know, just, you know, like uh, my last point on it is that usually around this time, there's usually a really good Halloween horror film. Yeah, it's called that, Hereditary. Go rent it on DVD. There you go. You want to be scared and you want to have minimal gore. There is gore, but minimal gore with real thought out genius writing how you should write a whore with all the proper fear tactics and gimmicks watch that movie but the thing is you know hollywood would save their big one tony yeah. i will even do one better i will put out a top 10 halloween list of movies oh, that people go. should watch during the halloween season there and there'll be a wide variety some light-hearted ones and some really spooktacular guaranteed ones. halloween 2018 will not be on that list yeah and yes i'm aware i can be an elitist when it comes to movies and tv I, but i kind of have to be right i mean isn't that what we do we literally yeah. sit and review movies and tvs well, when no, every we, other we appreciate we appreciate movies when every critic we see is is loving things that most people are not liking and pan things that other people enjoy just going based solely off how they feel. Yeah. Somebody needs to sit here and say, okay, from a critical standpoint, fundamentally, what is a horror movie supposed to do achieve and how is it designed? Now Blumhouse just deal. I'm Danny McBride. Now what I'm going to do here with this movie is I'm going to make a comedy and Michael Myers is still going to wear a mask and a, and that fucking knife he, he holds. He's going to stab a few people, but I'm going to make sure people leave that theater feeling good. Okay. Laughing, having a good time. And it's not a Halloween uh, movie. I mean, I mean Jordan Peele, the black folk man that you hired last year, he won us an Oscar well, for production. So I let mean, me do the same thing. Let, let me win an Oscar for you. You know, if I was the producer, if I was the producer of that studio, I, I, the first thing I would hear would be comedy. And you're connecting that word to Halloween. Mistake. Mistake. Yeah. Let's introduce Halloween to a brand new generation. All right. So let's get into Halloween. Penis Our horror stories. Yeah, here we go. Are you guys ready to throw up? Mm. <laughs> because uh, these stories are, are brutal. <laughs> now, the whole trick behind this game is I'm going to read four stories. Only one is truthful. And AV will be a part of this game. And also we'll let one person call into the show. Not right now, but after I read the stories, I will say call. Okay? It's pretty this is a pretty intense start. Okay. It's, I'm more afraid now than I was during Halloween. I know. <laughs> let's, let's do this. Let's do it. All right. Story time. Halloween horror stories. So wait, do yeah. we just like say we know just the listen? Answer? Yeah, you're just going to listen to the stories. And then at the end, I'll be like, all right, tell me what, who's what's the right story. And I can only afford one prize. So if bo- if, if whoever calls and AV knows. They're we're gonna have, have we're gonna have to do a good old fashioned uh, rock paper scissors. <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure it out. All right. So story one. Intense right now. Can we turn this off? <laughs> the names have been changed to protect the innocent. Can we get something more subtle? 
Yeah, it's like that's just like screaming like, and are psycho being murder. murder right now. Holy shit! This is what happens when I have to run the board and you the, need like the show. a creeping dread, like someone walking through the forest, not some guy coming in the background. I'm, I'm glad you want to produce the show now. Oh, <laughs> uh, I think you should have like a cool summer's breeze going through I'm on the left saying. channel, and then on the right channel, Michael. I think what you should do is drop the volume slightly and uh, bring up the the lightning and the thunderstorm, and then right in about thirty five seconds, boom, boom, put a, a, a blast of thunder and some screams. Well, what you had was scaring me, so I, that's what my suggestion was. All right, is this more conducive <laughs> with uh, your wants, Thomas? Sure. Is there, like you listen to those. is there anything else I can do for you? Like before we start? Only red M&Ms. All right. Story one. One time during a dark and stormy night, Thomas Kelly was getting an aggressive blowjob. <laughs> the girl was gagging and choking. It sounded like someone was being strangled. It was a sight to behold when suddenly the piercing on his cock got caught on the girl's tooth it snagged and it pulled and he had thought something had torn there was even a bit of blood seeping from the piercing stop stop and <laughs> Tony's tapping out and despite the blood seeping from the piercing this keeper of a gal kept going despite the fact that Thomas was in some weird sensation of feeling good, disgusted, and in pain. All right, story number two. Once during a lonely night, Thomas's girlfriend had gone out to spend time with some friends. He was he was horny, and with his dick throbbing. Due to needing some satisfaction, he decided he'd masturbate to relieve the pent-up man goo. Jesus. Without thinking, he vigorously began to stroke. That is a horror. Forgetting that he had worn a ring that evening. <laughs> his piercing, his penis piercing had got caught on the ring. He was not sure how it had gotten caught. These things are not supposed to happen. So he figured it would be easier to get the piercing uncaught if he lost his erection. But it didn't go away. So sitting there for 20 minutes and without knowing what else to do, he started thinking about his mother in hopes that his raging boner <laughs> would cease to exist. Oh my but to God. his horror, it did not. I was laughing at Tony right now. <laughs> oh my God. The worst campfire story. Story three. Now, many have heard of the infamous urban legend known as the grower, not a shower. Men living in fear of being snickered at. If and when a woman or person were to ever witness the true size of a man's genitalia during a stressful situation. Once during a night similar to this one, Thomas Cowley had thought it would be a good idea to get his cock pierced hoping to terrify women and men with his enormous piercing that protrudes from his cock. <laughs> Sadly, that night, Thomas was mortified that the person doing the piercing struggled to pierce his penis because fear had taken over. Thomas and his penis was no longer a respectable size. Like a nightmare, Thomas's penis transformed from a healthy 6.9 to the size of a thimble. 
<laughs> to make matters worse, there was an odd discharge caused by fear, oh. so the stories say, that dribbled from his now deformed penis. Story four. Have you ever heard of the tale of the boy that didn't know how to pee standing up? <laughs> oh, the horror. <laughs> I love your reactions. Once oh, as a child, Thomas Callie had attempted to be a big boy, and he peed standing up all on his own. <laughs> he was young, and his arms were just not long enough to put the seat all the way up, so he decided he'd hold it up leaving his tiny child dick to pee and fend for itself until slam. (laughs) The toilet seat, as if possessed by an evil spirit, had slammed down on his tiny child penis, leaving him emotionally and slightly physically scarred for life. To this day, he's traumatized by toilet seats. (laughs) And they say if you listen carefully you can still hear six-year-old Thomas screaming in agony. That's horrifying. That is horrifying. I threw up a little bit when I was writing this. (laughs) When I was transcribing, I should say. Right. These are tales as old as time. (laughs) Much like Beauty and the Beast, these stories will live on. (laughs) All right. So glad that's out there. (laughs) Let me, you're going to have to talk for a moment. I got to set up a phone system. Yeah, so, again... I know, only, I know which one it is. Then she may not be allowed to answer. Yeah. <laughs> but only... How? Ne- you know, never mind. Yeah, <laughs> don't, 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 don't give it away yet. Let's get, the, see if we can get somebody else on. The fact that only one of them is true, obviously, therefore, Mike had to go to ancient texts, ancient horrifying stories, to Story, they've been, come up they've with been, these other ones. They've been handed down. Handed down. Yeah. I am impressed... With the not just the, the craftsmanship behind the story, but the delivery <laughs> with each one of those somehow more horrifying than the last. Tony, before we get into the our guest caller answering it, which one not do you think is right, but which one horrified you the most or yeah, scared I, you the most? I was traumatized by that first one with the with the tooth. Yeah. Oh <laughs> my god. All right, so if there's anybody that wants to call in, you can call now, 818-394-0279. First caller, first first come, first serve. That's all I can do. And if if no one calls... Are you going to hang up on her? (laughs) You want me to? (laughs) (laughs) So we'll see what she says if she calls in or if it's Sean or Chris or anybody else that I know listens live. All right, someone's calling. Let's see who it is. I must turn down the horror music. I'm answering the phone. Just give me a second, because now that I have it answered, now I must make sure it's wired in to the system. Can you hear us, caller? Can you hear us, caller? Hello? Hello? Hey, well, it's Raina. I reckon. (laughs) It's like answering the phone for my wife at this point. Like, it's like I know her voice. (laughs) <laughs> I know who it is. All right. Plus, I have her number on on speed dial. What? <laughs> so stupid. She's like, you better not. I'm blocking you. No more uh, sexting with her. Thomas. No more. You gotta cut that <laughs> the, shit. The out. fun, the fun and games are over. Although <laughs> I'm not I, the Patreon I, show. All right. So let's get back to the Halloween horror stories. Now, there's two 
there's two contestants now. And I'm going to let Tony throw in his thoughts afterwards. Mm-hmm. Now, since AV's on the show, AV, which story is it? Story one, story two, story three, or story four? You know, really tough decision, but I think I'm going to have to go with story four. Story four. Is that your final answer? That is my final answer. Are you locked in? I'm locked in. All right, locked in. Raina. Yes. Is it story one, story two, story three, or story four? I'm going to go with story one. Okay. Are those your final answers? Yes. Okay. Tony? Yes. Is that your your signal? <laughs> yeah. What, what are Which your story? thoughts? <laughs> I, you know what? Honestly, one of those, that story one sticks out to me. <laughs> it sticks. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Wait, what did he just say? That story one sticks out to me, and that's the tooth story. <laughs> what sticks. story was that? I don't even know That's now. the one with the tooth. That's story number one? one. Yeah. You know why? Because I almost want to say that that story came up a while back in an, uh, or something similar to that. I don't Wait, know why. Are we saying these are actual Thomas stories, or yes. they just yes. which one? Which ones are actually re- what story? There's only one. One oh, out of four shit. is real. Okay, so you okay? Did I not explain that enough? All right. So, Avi, do you want to pick again? The idea is to pick the right story. So it's the bloody blowjob. <laughs> the second one was what? Uh, okay, so Thomas masturbates with his ring and pulls at his piercing. That's story two. I'm going backwards for some reason. Story one is the blowjob story. Story three is the discharge story and and thimble-sized penis. Story four is the child story where the toilet seat slammed slammed on Thomas's penis. Final, come on, we need an answer. Are you going to stay with number four? Yeah, I'm going to stick with four. All right, okay. so then Tony needs to. Pick I, one. I'm not. I'm. I'm sticking with one because I almost maybe it was like some sort of repressed memory <laughs> of a of a of a past episode that went bad. Were you there? No, Man. we talked about it. We talked about this. <laughs> I don't think we you have. Know, if Tony. I get a backup, I'm going to go with two. I'm going to go with one. There's no. Backups. I will stick. I will stick to my guns. Okay, stick. so. <laughs> Raina and Tony are going with one story number one, and AV is story number four. All right, let it let it let it uh, let this sink in for a bit as I set up. All right. Yep, everybody would be wrong. Oh, everybody's wrong. Is it number two? I like, I like how no one's gravitating to the really gross story. <laughs> number three. Because number three would it's be correct. Stomus, Stomus? Thomas. <laughs> Thomas was so mortified while getting his dick pierced that his penis went from the girthy 6.9 <laughs> to a oh. tiny, 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 tiny penis that he was very ashamed of and embarrassed. And he even had some fear discharge, as he called it in the email. <laughs> I have no idea what that is. Unless he was coming and he didn't realize it, even no. though he was non-erect. So that's the real story. Yeah. I was throwing up when I read it 
and I kind of spruced <laughs> it up to make it sound a little more comical, but that's the gist of it. Now, even though Raina and Avi are incorrect, and Tony doesn't matter, <laughs> that we're we're going to be doing this every week until the end of October. So next week will be an Andrew or Tony story. And then the last week will be a Michael story where I'll actually for once share some scary stories of myself and people have to guess same, same rules. And as long as nobody wins that DC universe annual pass, it is still up for grabs starting next week as well, which will be Tuesday, by the way. All right. So Raina, thank you for calling. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. <laughs> yeah, Tony, uh, Thomas, you really, you never disappoint with these stories. I know, right? I, I have another one too. I know, I know you do. You have plenty of stories. <laughs> Please hold on to them. Once again, one, hold on a second. Hey, uh, Ava, you still there? I'm here. Okay. Yeah, man, that's a, I was a little, uh, I was a little, Horrified, Just, I was a little right? horrified. Yeah. yeah, see, that's you asked for a horror. See, you know what? That's a better horror story than Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So next week we'll do Andrew or Tony, and then the following week will be will be me. I'm looking forward to that one. Not gonna lie. What mine? Yes. Why? I feel like yours is gonna be really you know bad me. And I have good. bad luck. It'll be terrible, which yeah. will make it fantastic. Well, Facebook memories reminded me of one. Remember this time you posted <laughs> your dick accidentally? <laughs> so dumb. All right. So are you ready for news? I think it's time to get into news. Are we missing something? I feel like we're missing something that I was supposed to do. No? No. I mean, if you want to go into the news. Uh, you we're guys, missing the twink. You guys talk just for a moment. <laughs> see the twink. So I can pull up the news. All right. Thomas, oh, I don't believe you. You don't believe me on that story? I do not. She doesn't it's, want to believe it. <laughs> that want is a different thing. And I and and I have Randy that can vouch for this story. I mean, story. thimble size? No, okay, not thimble size. But, like, the worst he's ever appeared in public was what was happening that day. And it's understandable in my mind because it was, you know, medals coming to pierce it. That's not going to exactly be the greatest experience. But I was sitting there and I'm like, Dude, you're killing me. You look terrible right now. But what what's the, the discharge? Can can we get uh, possibly um, someone on the phone that could answer that for us? Like a, <laughs> Wait, a medical somebody doctor? somebody in the invasion force did already. Oh, shit. Really? Uh, before we go to them, I think we should probably um, ask scientist Tony to weigh in and see what his thoughts are on what that penis shrinkage actually was. And if if a side effect of penis shrinkage is some kind of gooey discharge absolutely uh michael you know like uh everyone knows that when the penis uh becomes erect it fills it fills oh. with uh with a uh, fluid sometimes air uh <laughs> <laughs> and uh and when it comes to like uh like when you pop a balloon uh, you know like uh it it, it has to it has to vacate the premises and uh, and uh, therefore you you really have a there's like, a clown penis yeah and then, the next thing you know it'll just like uh, deflate like a uh, like a balloon animal and uh, so you know like you have that mixture of uh, of liquid and air and uh, you know so uh, sometimes you know some semen might go out as well and uh, and urine. So uh, it, it becomes like a, uh, you then have to like uh, find some sort of like uh, uh, those uh, fix it flats. Okay. All right. Thank you, uh, Scientist Tony. 
once again, you are a laughingstock of the science community. <laughs> but uh, it's truth. We are done. Oh, my God. Please, I got to get out of these dick stories. I'm going to vomit. We got next week to get through. I'm either going to vomit or come. I don't know. <laughs> And now it's time for news with Andrew. Thank you for that customized intro at the last minute there. So first story is weed was legal in Canada for a whole hour before someone got a ticket for driving and smoking. (laughs) Always got to be somebody. You always got to be that first person, right? You always wonder who's that first person that that thought of, you know, performing fellatio or who's that first person that decided to, you know, have sex anally who's that first person that decided to get arrested for smoking weed on the very first day within the opening 60 minutes that's amazing (laughs) i want to meet that guy i want to shake his hand the winnipeg police posted a photo later that day of a redacted traffic ticket one of its officers had to write for consuming cannabis in a motor vehicle uh just like alcohol consuming cannabis is legal and like alcohol consuming it in your vehicle is not Winnipeg Police Service Traffic Division Inspector Gordon Spotto told CBC News that the ticket was issued by an officer at approximately 1 a.m., a whole hour after pot buying became (laughs) became legal. That's one in the morning. They decided not only to go get some, but to drive and smoke immediately. Yeah, why not? He told CBC the weed involved in this particular traffic stop was probably illegally purchased. Oh, Randy just sent a message. Oh, good. Thank you, Randy. she says she cannot believe you would share that story. (laughs) I can always surprise her (laughs) with my stupid decisions. Uh, Listen, Thomas, you're like an accessory to her, right? I mean, you're tall. You have the long hair. You have the beard. You at first glance, people like, man, this guy's Randy is a gangster. Look who who she's got. (laughs) And then you got to fuck it up. With yeah, these stories. I ruined it. Like, a lot. You know, Randy can never have friends l- listen to this show <laughs> because she needs people to think she has her game down tight. Right. But and the moment. Here I am just fucking it yeah. up when every time I talk. You're like, oh, no wonder she makes sense now. <laughs> it's just a bunch of cattiness happening. She's like, uh, they think she's doing a charity case. Yeah. Like, oh, this Probably makes is. sense. <laughs> it's a make a wish. Oh, it's a make a wish. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, while many many Canadians are stoked to toke in legal fashion now, the Winnipeg police remind people in a subsequent tweet that there are still laws and regulations that go along with the new provisions. Bottom line, that you cannot smoke and drive in your car. Hold on a second. Avi, you said somebody had mentioned or commented in the Invasion Force page. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, what did they say? Because I can't find it. Uh, Sean said um, he called it dick ectoplasm. Oh, the- <laughs> oh okay. <laughs> That goes with the whole horror vibe. I should right? hey, you know, have sent my script over to Sean and have him punch it up a bit. <laughs> so it's like Ghostbusters triple X. Yeah. All right. Just like that. Okay. Uh, let's go ahead and get into news. <laughs> Winter penis is real and size isn't the only thing oh, it impacts expert claims. The cold <laughs> weather could have an adverse effect on penises, apparently. Uh, you know, in Thomas's defense, it is a real thing. I, I, it's not just a you His know penis? a <laughs> it is a real thing yeah it's a real boy <laughs> it, it, the whole shrinking thing is very very real and it is horrifying to men the but lack we, of air we we are terrified of it 
I mean, I, I told that story on, I think on a show a couple months back about when I went to a doctor, a member to check. I had a lump yeah. that I thought was cancer on my dick back, <laughs> I think like 13, 14 years ago. And my penis shrunk to embarrassing sizes. Yep. It can happen. It, well, I think you stacked having... the odds against us though, Mike, when you said thimble size. Well, it's called, it's all, it's all in the verbiage. That's how, you, that's how you tell a story. I should be a politician. <laughs> Instead all of right. saying thimble size, you just say it normal Asian size. Oh. <laughs> the same thing. Jesus Christ. All right. Two, all right. two shows in a row. T- Tony's just going with it now. Yeah, he's yeah. running with it now. Mm-hmm. First, apparently, there was winter vagina, which apparently chilly temperatures can cause a, quote, drought down there. What? Uh, it's a different article, Mike. Like dry ice? <laughs> just smokes. <laughs> Uh, now, another theory on how the seasons impact our private parts has emerged, and it's bad news for you and your little fella. Thank you, Mirror, for writing that sentence down. Well, for the size of a thimble, it's a little fella. <laughs> the cold weather can cause penises to shrink, decrease erections, and cause difficulty reaching orgasm, a sexpert has warned. See, that that can't happen. Like, because even if I shrink down because it's cold, I still have sex. <laughs> I just dare, bear with it for a so while. Asian until I warm will up. die in the winter? Yeah, give me some warmth. Let me in. And then it may get back to normal size. It's very cold out it's here. It's cold out here. I'm cold and I don't have any more warm porridge. Please let me in. <laughs> Apparently the blood vessels in the penis shut down because of the cold temperature. Abigail or Annabelle Knight, sex relationship expert, told Metro UK. And scientist. Uh, men can expect their penises to shrivel by up to 50% in length and 20 to 30% in girth when the weather gets chilly. I, my just question is, who's out there dick out in the snow? Wait, hold like, on. 50% in length and 20 to 30% in girth. I would have nothing left? Yeah. 50% of nothing is nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Asian men will be no longer men. Uh, you're... So, <laughs> if you want to be there, mind. If you want. She adds that the colder climates, the body redirects heat and energy normally available for the peen and vital or- two vital organs in the middle of your body. Hmm. Your body has to reduce blood flow to your appendages, so your fingers, toes, and your penis. The testicles also retract and rise closer to the rest of the body so they can stay uh, warm. We're disgusting. Why do women even like us? That, that the whole thing is gross. <laughs> we're, we're, again, once again, God did not design us for success. He just stapled it on he, he and designed walked away. Us, yeah, he's all, yeah, that works. And then when he had everything together. And then when God had time to think, then he made women the right way. All right, we're going to put all that stuff inside. And we don't need any more of that. That's really, in retrospect, man, that looks really disgusting. There's, just, there's just a piece of meat <laughs> and two balls hanging between the legs. Yeah, yeah. You know, I made a mistake on this design, but I really like Adam. I'm not going to kill him. I'm not going to smite him. Uh, I'm just going to make his wife better. So because Adam then was they the got beta right. test. Yes, he, yeah. was, he was the beta test. And, and Eve was the, was the final. The perfected form. The perfected product. Well, you can definitely tell. Boobs, <laughs> shapely ass. Vagina that's inside. Imagine if a woman's vagina was outside of her body. That's just weird. <laughs> that's when he decided to pack everything up and keep it inside. Probably why God went on a day of rest on Sunday and never came back. For <laughs> <laughs> one, I'm one for two. All right, go ahead. Uh, it says here, size isn't the only thing affected by the changing seasons. Annabelle says that the cold weather also desensitizes the penis, which means less responsiveness to touch. That could be good for you because we know that you can't. Thank control you. yourself and you come very fast yeah uh, it can also cause men to take longer to orgasm not just because they feel physically cold but because feeling chilly is distracting 
While none of this is ideal, it's really not the end of the world. People have always found ways to have sex. Nothing's blah, blah, distracting blah, blah. when you're having sex. Yeah, it's called <laughs> have sex in a warm house. Yeah. Nothing's distracting. The only thing that ever distracts me is when a damn dog stares at you for no reason for like <laughs> 20 minutes. It's watching your fucked up balls. I'm like, what are you doing? And it's, it's thinking when God made a mistake. I'm thinking we're traumatizing them. Like they're just little, <laughs> they're just little kids when you think about it. They have the brains of like what, three-year-olds? You're essentially having sex in front of an adolescent child who has no concept of what you're doing. And they're just like, what Do are you doing? Do you not know it, how to shut a door? Dogs know how to open doors. Not my dog. Well, I make sure she doesn't open the door. <laughs> and if we don't allow our dogs in, we have bulldogs. So they, they're bitchy. And if you don't let them in when they want, they just start howling at the door. They're assholes. All right. <laughs> Go ahead. What else do we have in the news, Thomas? Take us to the next article, please. Mother arrested for leaving children in the car for nine hours while at an all-you-can-eat buffet. Mm. Oh, oh, my, my God. Was she at work? <laughs> I was eating. <laughs> she left her four children aged between one and seven years old in her car for more than nine hours while she was eating alone in a restaurant. <gasps> According to the Richmond Police Department, 34-year-old Rachel Hernandez decided to leave her kids in the car. Guilty. While treating herself. <laughs> To an all-you-can-eat buffet at the Golden Corral. Oh, the 400-pound woman arrived around whoa, 11 a.m. Whoa, whoa, whoa. 400 yep. pounds? 400-pound woman arrived around 11 a.m. and was still eating when the police arrived on the site at 8.20 p.m. 29-year-old Sarah Ferguson, the waitress who warned the police, says she noticed the kids in the car when she arrived for her shift and saw them again when she finished her work. I'm eating. Oh, don't God. you don't you concern yourself with me, Popo. I'm eating food. All you can eat buffet. I'm gonna stay here until I am hungry. Until I'm full. Until I'm full. And the food's gone. As long as the food keeps coming, I'm here. My child is fine. It's cool outside. Doors are locked. Mind your own fucking business, Popo. Black lives matter. Blue lives don't. Oh, God. Ferguson said she I was Mexican, though, right? Yeah, I got the There's wrong photo. Yeah, yeah, the wrong accent going the wrong. Yep. Yeah, it's all right. Ferguson, the waitress, said I saw them in the car when I arrived around 1130 in the morning and I thought their mother was gone for a quick visit at the nearby pharmacy or something. But when I finished my shift eight hours later, they were still there. That is sad. Ferguson called the police who immediately freed the children from the vehicle and went looking for the mother. That's a whole new horror story. Imagine those poor kids staying in there all day while their mom was she at least like baby birding them was she at least giving them food as well no she says she was there during the whole eight hours i worked i must have picked up at least 60 empty plates they have have crackers and they have crackers in the back i gave them before i got out the single mother (laughs) mama's got mama's got to eat the single mother of four will now face four charges of child abandonment and four charges of child neglect if found guilty on all charges she could lose custody of her children and spend up to 20 years in prison and she should I'm sorry, I'm still stuck on the fact that she's 400 pounds and has a one-year-old. Yeah, that's an interesting thought. I mean, is it that surprising that she's 400 pounds if she stayed in an all-you-can-eat buffet for nine hours while her children were in the car locked up? I mean, obviously she has some psychological problems. She has an eating, that's an eating problem. Yeah, that's hiding from responsibility. Yeah. All right, what else do we have in the news? Uh, West Alice Mann accused of assaulting workers at County Haunted House. Oh. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> Prentice, I guess that's his name. Prentice Johnson allegedly choked one woman and touched another's breast. <laughs> uh, the oh, man, the horror! The man is out on bond. Uh, out on bond, choked a woman and grabbed another woman's breast 
while he went through a That's haunted like a house. That's like a good time back in the 90s. In yeah. Rancine County on, County on Sunday. Johnson, age 39, faces new charges of fourth fourth degree. I didn't know there was that. Fourth degree assault, misdemeanor battery, disorderly conduct, and felony bail jumping in connection with the alleged incident at the abandoned haunted house on Southeast Front Frontage Road in Mount Pleasant. Maybe he was just in character. You know how some of those people that work in the haunted houses are in character? Maybe he was playing a... Was he? Yeah, was he like... Maybe he was playing a sexual uh, uh, deviant. Well, Ooh. apparently he was appeared intoxicated and was in violation of his parole. You know what I would have done? I would have said, Your Honor, I was working at the haunted house and I was in character. I was playing the part of a sex offender. <laughs> That's terrifying. Argue with me. It's That's what I say. Tell it's, me it's not horrifying, Your Honor. Where was I? I, I would make them answer the questions themselves. I'm like, so, your, I'm like, Your Honor, Your Honor. Where was I at? <laughs> <laughs> I was at a haunted house and I was playing the part. You have people with sort with the uh, knives, axes, trying to frighten individuals, and they even push them around and touch them as they're walking through the haunted house. I was casted as the sex offender. Case closed, please, Your Honor. <laughs> no, I would probably do the insanity defense. I'd say, Your Honor, I walked into this house, and next thing you know, I saw these ghosts. They were pretty hot, so you know, like uh, I wanted to at least make sure they were real. So yeah, you, I, you would be thrown in jail immediately. With that, <laughs> that, no, I would like say you that know, doesn't even sound like a real argument. No, I would say that you know, like it was the spirits. Where are these people? You know, like uh, you bring blind as your forth. defense. All right, all right. What else does it say? Uh, one woman said Johnson re- reached out and grabbed her See, breasts. He wants to. He wants to try to convince the judge of the supernatural. Yeah, the supernatural yes. exists. Well, yes. this guy and might I'm be here, on his side. I'm talking about logical things that could actually could actually be believed. I'm trying to win my case. Apparently, Tony's ju- trying to be p- tossed into the loony bin. <laughs> exactly, insanity. Like, come on, you know, just Tony, you don't need to act. <laughs> <laughs> what else does it say, Thomas? Uh. Johnson reached out and grabbed her breast when she jumped out to scare him. Another said Johnson reacted to her scare by briefly <gasps> choking her. Oh, God. So either A. He was he's, trying to choke the spirits. He's tr- Tony's on to something. Yeah. Or this guy was like jump scare molested in prison and <laughs> went into defense he probably mode. Did. He was intoxicated. He didn't realize that it was a haunted house. He thought it was a real house. <laughs> uh, all right. What, what does it say? Uh, according to the deputy, he uh if he gets convicted of all charges, he may face eight years in prison and more than $30,000 in fines. Good. Insanity. Good. <laughs> all right. What else do we have in the news, Thomas? We have time for that last one there. The last one on the list or the next one? The next one, please. Sex-crazed fish becoming super horny because of huge level of antidepressants in the water supply. All right. <laughs> That's why I like depressed chicks. Fish are becoming increasingly horny because of massive quantities of unnatural chemicals in the water, according to a recent study. Can, can I get a sample of that? Right? Horny fish? No, no, all the uh, of the water. I ever heard oh. of. Makes your libido go down. Uh, Prozac, used as an antidepressant in humans, is making fish hell-bent on reproduction hmm. from researchers from Montauk Would it be wrong found. if I slipped those anti uh, antidepressants in uh, Maggie's drink? Well, is it that- doesn't sound like it would make 
her holiness. Oh, so uh, she's would, not but, fish. The, but, but answer the question: Would that be wrong? I think it'd be wrong, even though she's my wife. Like we can't party the that Cosby way. Cosby defense is not. We can't. A legitimate we can't Bill defense. Cosby each other no. for fun. Well, you need some documentation. <laughs> well, she never gave me the official go ahead. We 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 talked about it. I think she was asleep when I was talking to her about it. But I, I think <laughs> I think I got a little slight murmur of a yes. She rolled over to her left. That's clearly a yes. Yeah. If she had rolled she told over me to, to leave her, right, her alone, that would have been a no. Yeah. She told me, quit, leave her, leave, leave me alone. Let me sleep. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, those are really swordfish. <laughs> Go ahead. Animals that were swordfish. given the drug in a tank <laughs> in a lab spent more time chasing females than those that weren't. Scientist Michael Bertram oh, dosed male. News. <laughs> male chases female more than the female chases male. More at 10. Uh, the fish given higher doses showed more frequent copulation behavior and spent more time pursuing females. Uh, Bertram wrote, in one-on-one mating trials, male in the high uh, mating trials. drug <laughs> treatment performed more frequently towards females than males in the, unex- uh, in the unexposed treatment. I can never ma- understand these studies that these scientists do. Like, yeah. you went to college, you know? I'm going to see if I can get and this fish to fuck. 20 years ago... You thought you were going to be like this scientist working on a new way to save mankind. And uh, you slowly became the guy that watches fish. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) And you were okay with it until that Facebook memory came up and reminded you at one point you were a a hopeful scientist. Oh, fuck. Science. All right. That's it for today's show. We'll be back in a moment with the no talent. Thomas has a thimble sized penis post show. Thank you for listening to The Rain Man Show with your host, Michael Flores, with hosts Tony Sabal and Thomas Cowley, Andrew Spindler with the news, audio guru Dustin Lucas, produced by Michael Flores and Dustin Lucas. The Rain Man Show is a Cazador Productions and Rain Man Digital broadcast production. For all things Rain Man, go to rainmanshow.com. Welcome, everybody, to the incredibly talented post-show with Thomas Cowley and Tony Sabal and special guest, A.V. Andrew is not here, so... He's protesting the Trump rally. Right, which, that was one thing, that's the main reason he's not here today, was that he claimed he had work. We talked about that a little bit briefly. Playing devil's advocate, he could have work, and then by the time he gets off, Mm -hmm. wants to go to the protest. But I don't like... <laughs> Realistically, we're just going to go with he's he's following his friends. Mm-hmm. And I do think Mike is on to something with that, that it Andrew does seem to be a very different person, not on air, off air. He seems to be a very different person with us versus what I've seen him interact with the other people he frequently spends time with. Mm-hmm. They that seems this seems where he like kind of lets his guard down, for lack of a better term. Yeah. I don't know, Tony, you see him a lot, too. What, what do you think? Do you think he's peer pressured into Trump 
hate, as Mike said, that it's this kind of trendy thing. I don't know. I think it is a part of his makeup DNA. I think he, uh, maybe, yeah, I could see uh, your point that, you know, like uh, his friends that he hangs out with, they... They're into that. So it feels like part of that desire to be liked. But then again, this is a guy who brings in cheese to the studio. Ah, That's true. He does do things that make us hate him. Yeah. And he is a twink. (laughs) Well, apparently that's just something that Tony's not uh, a fan of. And, um, Avi, what do yeah, you think? Yeah. Do you think it's, it's peer pressure or do you think he genuinely disagrees with a lot of his political stance? Honestly, I think Andrew is a follower. And so okay. when he, um, he likes to be of the crowd, he's with you guys. He does what you guys do. And then when he's with his friends, he does what they do. And then he protects. We protect okay, them. so it's he's my buddy. Outside of all this, is is very similar to that. What I call him a chameleon friend. Yes, he changes his personality and his demeanor to better blend in with those he's spending time with or who mm. he's inter- interacting with. So yeah. from that aspect, yeah, okay, that makes mm. sense. That does seem to be a little bit more. Maybe it's less direct peer pressure as it is just his chameleon nature of I'm gonna more assimilate to who i'm hanging out with he wants to, to be to con- he wants to be controversial to stay away from predators <laughs> <laughs> yeah and he does have a hot mom uh we you know if we do an end of the year thing i do want that to become part of it it would be possibly the most the, the worst thing like we've ever done it would be the greatest be the moment greatest in thing. rain man digital history It'd be the greatest thing we ever did at the same time and isn't that what it's all about yes Trying to stave stave off suicide, mm-hmm. which Facebook memories isn't helping Mike I know, do in any way. Apparently, you know, like uh, things that Facebook has been doing has been traumatizing him. I I can definitely understand that perspective. As you get older, I could see it even more so because, because I get those memories too. And all of a sudden, it tells me, "Do you remember? Do you have this memory with your brother Dave and Mike?" I'm like, oh, yeah. They are more often depressing. He's on to something where, like, you think that algorithm would be better where it's, hey, this is a day I, that you were really proud about or look for keywords. Like, I'm so happy to be doing I look X. back at it with a nostalgic look, you know, a little melancholy, you know, whenever you I see. You got that creepy face going on again. <laughs> <laughs> he also has no soul. Yeah. I don't 100% trust that right now. It shows my 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 love for my brother Dave and Mike. You know, like I don't believe eternal. that for a fucking second. Something else is going on. Please, Thomas, I have a heart. It's is it black. one that you own, or is it someone that you stole from someone else? It doesn't matter. Oh, okay. But I I definitely get those two. You'd think that'd be a better algorithm because I've never shared one of those memories. Like. Oh yeah, proud of this one. I'm always like, oh fuck, delete that. <laughs> Nobody did anybody see over my shoulder? Are they looking at it? They've always been negative things. And there was those those things on Facebook that people, you know, like that that thing about if you post anything on social media, you know, in the it'll it'll come back to bite it's you. It's always going to be out there. Yeah. And this is Facebook's way of saying, "Hey, Thomas, remember this?" Mm-hmm. It almost feels like Facebook blackmail. It's like, "Hey, yeah. we have this." You fucking remember that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. Thank you. I mean, Amy, have you ever shared one of your memories that Facebook showed? Um, I know I've sent some through Messenger. Like if they involved another person, I'd be like, hey, don't 
for this day. This was a lot of fun. Um, but then I realized that was stupid because if I, they were tagged in the photo, they got the memory. Too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> also, you probably ruined their day because that day wasn't a good memory for them because the next day their husband had died and oh. you remind them of a very sad time. That's why memories suck. <laughs> Mike uh, is anti-memory. I'm, I'm not going to say I've never shared one, but they were usually, <laughs> um, just really good days that, you know, I thought were it's awesome. It's not as common. Now, I have friends that constantly share their memories. And I'm just like, oh, you're just reminding me how old I am. <laughs> <laughs> so there's the other side effect. It's not just it makes you sad by seeing your own memories, but other people that may share one and post it can have an adverse effect. So Mike could be getting bombarded by his own sad memories and other ones where people are like, hey, Mike, you remember this of you that I have? Mm. <laughs> and then he's like, yeah. Fuck you. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> oh, he just yelled in the background. Apparently they do do that to him. That makes sense. Yeah, I could. I, I just don't see the point in having that, especially if you're somebody like Donald Trump, who now will have his entire future. His entire future is littered with things from his past now mm-hmm. from things like, hey, remember that time Stormy Daniels lied and, you know, broke a DNR? Oh, or- God. What if Twitter started doing that? Oh, fuck. Wouldn't that be hilarious? Careers would die overnight if Twitter started doing a memories thing. That's a really good point. A lot of people would be losing their jobs. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, I've read of uh, some instances where, you know, like, like uh, in in sports, like uh, some athletes would be reminded, hey, you tweeted about this a while back when you were a teenager Remember this? Yeah, and see, that's the thing. It's like it all kind of feeds back into Mike's statement that we feel like we're in this new age cold civil war <laughs> where it's it's mentalities on one side and opinions at odds with each other where we're not trying to fix anything. We're not trying to, as he said, work with congressmen to write something out and make anything better. It's just picking a side, drawing a line in the sand, and we're just waiting for the reason to attack people. You can't. Today's society, you can't fat shame, you can't slut shame, you can't make a joke that offends too many people, you can't make too many comments about your race or your sexuality without going, tanking your entire career. But the one thing that you can absolutely nail someone to the cross with these days is their political view. Hmm. If you are a liberal, you are completely allowed to destroy conservatives and say the most abhorrent things you'd ever imagine. And vice versa. You can do and say terrible things from the other side of the fence. It's it really is. I, I don't know what other civilized society you're allowed to do that with just just free reign. And it all feeds back into that reporter showing we are really animals. I mean, robbing a dollar the family dollar store when you can when there's cars driving in the road, you're not underwater like you were in Katrina. You're not living on your roof and like it's a raft and you swam out to the fucking dollar store, you know, climbed gonna- in through the roof. Took what you could that wasn't waterlogged. I remember waterlogged. old news footage of like a long time ago. They had blackouts in the middle of the summer in New York City. And people would just go like. Ape shit. Ape oh, yeah. shit and just break into stores, run off with TVs and all that shit. You know, yeah. like, so it's like in, in this case, you have a reporter who's actually there. I'm witnessing it, you know, yeah. like, uh, you know, I'm I'm showing it to you live. And, you know, other than, you know, like. Back in the seventies, probably if uh, if uh, they would be filming that sort of stuff of people breaking in and taking TVs, they wouldn't be following them. Well, yeah, and and that's just the thing is that 
that's kind of feeds into that walking dead mentality that it's not the zombies that would destroy society. It's just, we need the rules turned off for an hour. I mean, Canada alone, somebody has an hour of legality of smoking weed and someone already gets arrested for it. It was a failed movement, but I'm still open to like taking over Mars in 2020. <laughs> I'm New still campaign. Open. Yes. There you I'm, go. Uh, I think that, you know, we just look back, look at our past mistakes Get a you know, new... because everything's going to go ape shit in a couple of years, you know, so I'm offering, you know, 2020 I'm, would be a presidential election. We can I'm have Saval Smith again for I, 2020. You know, I'm, I like Brian, but I think I got to get a brand new running mate. Okay. So is, is Tony the Hillary Clinton of the Rain Man show? <laughs> no, Tony, Tony is, Tony's the bitch. Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Tony is the Tony I'm, of the Rain I'm, Man I'm show. I'm the Bernie Sanders with fisting, you know, like, oh, uh, like uh, that, that's me, you know, like, uh, you know, uh, socialized fisting for, for, for uh, one for, for everyone. My, exactly. Exactly. Part of your papers to go to Mars. Yep. You have to pass a physical hey, exam. Hey, you know what? I, I, why not? I think, I think we should seriously uh, think about it because I hear Kanye is running in a couple of years. So, and you know, I, I thought you're still I on could, the fisting bit. I could beat that Kanye. I can. I can. Tony, I tell you what, if Kanye West wins, I'll be your co-pilot to Mars. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we'll we'll start a Kickstarter to build a fucking rocket ship to get out, out yeah, of here. I'm telling you. But yeah, it, all we're waiting for as a society, it seems, is somebody to turn off the lights, waiting for that rule to go down for just a minute. The purge. And crazy shit. The, the purge. Oh, you yeah. know what? We, we're laughing now, but you know, like in a couple of years, I mean, what happens if the purge becomes real? Well, I think the first people that need to go are people that leave their kids in the car for nine hours mm. while they, while they stuff their eat. face for 60 fucking plates of food. That's how can you? Why? 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 Just because they can't eat their that? kids. I mean, I and to to not be a complete monster, I suppose. Mike has a point where that had that has to be some kind of depression, psychological thing where you don't want to be around your kids. There's there's clearly something else going on. Oh, yeah. With that lady. Yeah. But holy fuck, like, as you said, A.B., one of those kids was one years old. So where's the, the father involved in trying to do anything, take care of his own kids, fix this, get her some help? What a great role model for those kids. Yeah, th those kids are... They're fucked. They're fucked. Yeah. yeah. They may end up assaulting somebody in a haunted house. Not like, uh, well, I'm surprised after, you know, the, uh, the, the damage that you inflict onto your own uh, willy. Yeah, you know, you like know. Uh, I, I think you're stable. I think you're I think stable. I'm all right. Yeah, for for the stuff. As Randy has asked me many times, how the fuck am I as normal as I am? Yeah. Quote. I think all four of those stories could have easily fit your profile. One of them is close to another story that's real that I won't share here. <laughs> and okay, uh, please don't. I'm. Uh, yeah. I want to keep my. No, uh, my I'm food interested in. to hear who, whether it's Andrew or you. I want to hear everyone else's stories and see, did I go I'll way wait. down a road I, I shouldn't I'll, have? I'll, I'll, I'll send something to Mike. It's more, we'll see. We'll see. That'll yeah. be next week as we wrap up for the Rain Man show, incredibly talented post show. We will see you all next week. See you, Avi. Shit. Girl, you know you look so cute Throwing that pussy the way you do
Knicks are real hot right now. 